Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of a Work in Progress with Anita Maria. Today, I am very, very excited because I have one of my close friends joining me, and I can't wait for you guys to hear what she's going to tell us. And other things I wanted to... Um, I know that my last episode, I kind of jumped right into it and started talking to you guys and didn't really give you like a background of myself. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Ana Maria. Um, my friends call me Anita, so that's why I decided to give myself the nickname of Anita Maria. And that is also my nickname, I mean, my Instagram name. So. Yeah, I decided to roll with that. Anyways, um, I am married. Uh, I'm 31 and I have three kids. And all the details will come sooner or later in other episodes when you guys hear a little bit more about myself. But anyways, um, without further ado, I want to introduce you guys my friend. Her name is Jessica, and she's here with me, and I'm so happy to have her. And I'm so thankful that she's here um, because it takes courage to talk about your issues. So here we go. Hello, everyone. I'm so honored to be here. I love Anita to death. She is like one of my closest friends, and I feel honored to be a guest on her podcast. I couldn't be happier for her. Um, I think what she's doing is great, and it takes a lot of courage to do what she does. And I'm excited to be here and talk to you guys about, you know, the issues that we go through as women and just really anyone, even men, I'm sure, go through these issues too. I think any human pretty much deals with stuff. Exactly. Oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Um, so first, I wanted just to... For you guys, for you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Like, tell us who you are, a little bit about your life, like what's going on right now. Uh, well, like she said, my name is Jessica. Um, I'm married. I have a daughter that I love to death. Uh, I, she's, she's one years old. So I had her not too long ago and she is my first child. So it was def definitely a big, you know, change in my life and a huge experience. Um, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a little bit about Jessica right there. <laughs> I've, I've known Jessica for about, um, I want to say like 10 years or maybe even a little bit more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our relationship has grown in, in the years and it's been so amazing to see Jessica transform into the woman that she is today. I mean, I can't believe she's a mom now. She's, I, I know. I can't believe it either. Like, we were just talking about the other day. It's like, you know, we would always hang out with a group of friends, and it was always Anita, uh, our friend Steven, and our friend Lily. And, like, the only mother was Anita. Yeah. And then it's like I became the second mom, too, because, like, I have a child now. I have a daughter. So it's kind of like I felt like that brought me and Anita a bit closer now because it's like we can relate to a lot of things because we're going through a lot of things because our child, our kids are, like, literally just six months apart. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of like she goes through things and I go through things and, like, we can relate. So that's really nice. Yeah. I think that has made our friendship a lot stronger, actually. Yes. I, I have to agree to what she said. And another thing that I wanted to mention 
Jessica is like the inspiration of this podcast. <laughs> Why? Because we went on a cabin trip um, back in February and one night we just kind of started talking and the conversation flowed and I, and it just became something that she inspired me to make this podcast because she opened up to me and she told me things about herself that I never knew. And it made me realize that, like I said, I have said before, um, we all go through struggles and there's things that um, people hold inside and they don't really talk to others about. And she opened up to me that day and I was like, wow. Just like she opened up to me, I feel like by us, but myself and even Jessica here today opening up about our issues is going to help someone out there, is going to help someone else open up. And even uh, with my first episode, I got a lot of uh, supportive messages, like a lot of people reached out to me and told me a little bit about their struggles. And it's crazy because everybody has a story and we don't always get to hear people's lives and yeah like I always I am a big big believer of being kind to others because we never know what that person has been through and is going through so yeah I couldn't agree even more uh, she's absolutely right um you don't know the traumas um that you know each individual has gone through in their life um and like she says, you can't really judge a book by its cover. Like, you know, people tend to be the way they are for a reason. I feel like every little thing that you go through in life shapes who you become. Yes, exactly. So with that being said, <laughs> Jessica, we want to know a little bit about what you've been through, what your struggles, what, what has happened to you that has shaped you into the woman that you are today. Yeah, um, like I would have to say the biggest struggle, I mean, I have many other struggles, but I think the biggest one for me definitely is the body image issues that I have. Um, it, they pretty much root from my early childhood. Um, you know, growing up, I was always like the taller, kind of like bigger girl. And like, I've always dealt with like weight issues uh, ever since I was a little child. And I remember, you know, just hearing like certain comments from family members. It was never really my parents. I would have to say I've had very loving parents that loved me, um, you know, for who I was. But there's just little comments about other fa family members about like my weight and like how I looked and how in a way, I don't know if they knew what they were saying or like meant it or how it they came across, but it was like really, you know, hard for me to deal with having, you know, family members comment on my weight saying that, oh, if, you know, I was a bigger girl, um, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't good enough or I wasn't going to be loved. And, you know, that just made me turn into a very insecure, um, little girl that had, you know, issues with how she looked. Um, you know, I hated looking at myself in the mirror. Um, I hated taking pictures, um, even like clothing I would wear. I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. But like even when it came to clothing, like, you know, I would always wear things that were maybe not even my size, just a couple sizes like bigger just to kind of hide my body. And even like, you know, my hair, I used it also as a thing to kind of like cover myself, like always would wear it like, you know, longer and whatnot. And it's just, you know, it's 
kind of hard just to hear that, especially like when you're a child that is, you know, just growing and developing. And, you know, a lot of times you don't really have controls, control over, you know, how your body looks at a certain age. And yeah, I would um, have to say, you know, just dealing with that, like even up until like middle school, like, you know, sometimes like the kids in like school and stuff would pick on me and like call me names and like just dealing with that, you know, just became hard. And like, you know, I'm depression started and like feeling like, you know, I was never good enough and that nobody loved me. Um, I grew up with very few friends. Like I really didn't have many friends. The only time I really socialized with anyone was really um, playing sports, which was something that I think in a way saved me because it gave me like a purpose. Um, I started playing sports and I feel like that was a way that I was able to kind of like open up um, to other people and feel a bit more comfortable with like with other people and um and it also gave me not only a purpose but it also made me feel like I was good at something because you know also being a taller like bigger girl it kind of like you know I grew up playing basketball you know when you're at a a certain height or whatnot it's kind of like you know it's okay to be that height because you know you know if you're taller you kind of have an easier time with this with that sport because you know height is something they look for towards in a basketball player so it's kind of like little things like that would kind of like help with my confidence and like my teammates kind of became in like acquaintances that I could kind of like socialize with and become more comfortable um but then um you know high school started and like the time where like you know, everyone started dating and whatnot and like getting attention from guys and and whatnot. Like that was really never me. Like I just kind of like drew away from all that stuff. I kind of just focused on like school because, you know, I was, that was something I was good at and um, sports in general. And, you know, I never really had like girlfriends growing up, to be honest, because I feel like with women in particular, unfortunately, like sometimes instead of bringing other women up, we tend to drag other women down and we tend to sometimes be like, uh, like judgmental, um, and, and whatnot. So like, I never really felt comfortable, like being in a group of women, um, because I felt like, you know, I wasn't good enough or like, I just didn't feel comfortable. And then, like, you know, the whole dating situation, like, you know, around those eight, uh, around high school, middle school, you know, you start becoming, I would say, curious about, you know, guys and whatnot. And, like, you know, you would see, like, other girls, like, going to prom, homecoming and stuff. And, like, I never got to go to any of those things because, you know, I was, I would pretty much shut myself away from those situations and from people. So it was kind of, like, it was just like me by myself all the time. And I would have to say my childhood kind of shaped that in me because having family members and stuff tell me, oh, you're not good enough or like comment on my, 
on my uh, body and whatnot made me very insecure. So like I carried that insecurity pretty much. I have carried that insecurity pretty much my whole life. And I feel like in a way, like my personality, like I feel like Anita would even like agree with me. I'm a very like shy person. I'm kind of very introverted. Um, but like, you know, being in a group of people like Anita, like my friend uh, Lily and Steven, like, you know, we, you know, would have conversations and like, you know, we open up and like talk about our issues and whatnot. Um, it would, it has helped me a lot. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I can definitely say that you have opened up to us in a way that, because she is a very quiet and reserved person. And it's crazy because with what Jessica is telling us right now, it brings up all these issues. Like, it's crazy how your family impacts the way that you feel. And it's not only for the moment that they made this comment, like whatever family member made that comment to you, this was like, um, this was years ago. This was years ago, but you have been dealing with this pain. Pretty much, it's like a pain that you've been carrying for all these years, and it made you into the person that you are today. Like, you are telling me, I remember you told me when we had the last talk at the cabin, you told me that you became sort of, like, introverted because of it. Yeah. Like, um, and it, it's, it's just crazy how a comment from someone they don't even realize the damage that they're causing someone exactly and like my thing is like i was a child like who like i just can't fathom the fact that you know you would look at a child and say something like that like i just don't understand like you know how people could be like that it's like it's a child like yeah, and earlier before we got into this uh, conversation, we were also talking about our background. We are both Colombian. Yeah. And in our culture in Colombia, like women are expected to have this high standard of beauty. Like, yes. oh, you have to be always on top of your game. You always have to be slim. You always have to look a certain type of way. And that has been something that you have seen in your family. And it's kind of like your family expected you to be at this standard. Exactly. And, you know, I didn't fit that standard for them. So, like, they felt like they needed to comment on my every move, on how I looked. And instead of, you know, trying to say nice things to, you know, build a confident young lady, instead they did the complete opposite. They made me into a very insecure child that you know has pretty much dealt with this trauma their whole life and i mean it's something i continue to work with um you did tell me like you have struggled with this all your life but then you got to a point that you were feeling good about yourself and then you got pregnant so i want you to tell us a little bit about that um like what are your current struggles right now um before I, before I get into that, I want to say like, you know, like what we, how we were talking about the whole like dating situation in high school. Yeah, that was like non-existent for me. Like I said, I was a very reserved person. I think 
I, I didn't get to live those things because I didn't allow myself to live those things because I was so insecure about myself that I didn't put myself out there, you know, and was open to meeting other people because I just always felt that I was going to get judged or whatnot. But then like I met in college, like I met my husband, my now husband that we've been together for like 11 years. Today is actually like our anniversary. Um, and he just changed like my life. He brought so much confidence. Like he's like my biggest cheerleader. And like, I couldn't thank God for, for having such an amazing man next to my life, next to me. And yeah, he like, just, you know, I, he just, you know, loves me for me and all my sizes and like how I look, whether I have makeup on, whether I don't, whether I'm slimmer, whether I'm heavier, and he just loves me. And I think him coming into my life, like really helped me like, kind of like, get through like my traumatic, you know, issues that I have with my body image. Um, and I think he has helped me a lot. And um, he is pretty amazing. I have to say he treats her like a queen. Yeah. <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah. And he loves me for me. And he's um, he always has like good things to say to me, like, you know, and I mean, he's never hurtful and I, he just loves me for me. And I think just hearing, because I was so used to just hearing like negative things or things that would bring me down, actually hearing, you know, the opposite of that helped me a lot. And like, he gave me the confidence that I didn't have, like he helped me. And um, yeah, and then, you know, we've been together, like I said, for 11 years. And um, on December 19th of 2019, 19th. 19th. Sorry, I'm like, I forget that we're in 2021 with this whole pandemic quarantine yeah, stuff. It's like, what is time nowadays? Yeah, so like, uh, you know, we welcome our daughter, Camila, which is the light of my life. Um, I love her more than anything. But of course, you know, we were just talking about how, you know, becoming pregnant. <laughs> It's a huge life-changing experience and, um, you know, it's the greatest thing that any woman can go through, but with also it comes a lot of changes physically and also like mentally that for me, um, it, after having my daughter, it just pretty much, you know, the changes in my body, uh, you know, the extra weight gain after um Durin and whatnot that I still deal with kind of like brought back that childhood trauma that I had with my body image and it just uh you know became a problem you know depression and whatnot but it's just you know things that you go through like you think you've overcome a hurdle but then there's something that triggers it and it's like you be you're back on like square one and it's something that I still deal with, um, but I, it's part of life. And, um, you know, I continue to work on myself and like just get through it all. Um, there has also been other things that like have kind of like not helped my situation and like my mental state, you know, there's dealing with this whole pandemic, I think, um, it has changed everyone's life. And, you know, a lot of times 
we take for granted like certain little things and this whole pandemic thing um, with the whole coronavirus, I think just kind of put things into perspective and like it just like it's just hard. No, it, it has been, it, it has definitely been a struggle, but we can all attest to the fact that we all struggle with um, self-image issues. I mean, girl, I I have three kids and after you have kids, it's never the same. And I know that for you, you have, you have had a rough year. You had a rough year, the year of 2020. Besides the pandemic, you were going through a lot of things in your personal life. Yeah. And I mean, you had your baby and that just added on to everything else. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is just um, to show that there are so many of us out there that have these self-image issues. I know that so many people deal with that. Um, it's it's definitely something not easy. And to me, what makes it harder to hear from Jessica is that it was her family who planted this seed in her heart since she was a child, making her believe that she wasn't worth it, that she wasn't good enough. And I mean, that's really hard. That's really hard to have lived with that pain for these many years. You know what I mean? And the good thing that I see now is obviously you have a great husband and you have a beautiful girl, little girl. Um, but what I love that you're doing now is that you're looking at your issues. Like you're staring them in the face and telling them they're not going to get the best of you. Now you can see your issues. So now you can turn it around, um, make something better of it. Um, try to change yourself. You know that there's a problem. Now we know that we can fix it. Like we can work towards being more body positive. Like I tell her all the time that I think she's beautiful and you you don't have to be a certain size to be beautiful. Like I have told you that when we were at the cabin, I told her that you have to love your body in whatever way it is because I used to think like, oh, I'm not going to buy clothes because... I want to lose weight, but guess what? I'm a big believer that I need to dress the body that I'm in right now and I need to enjoy it as it is. Of course, I'm going to be working on myself if I want to be in a different position, if I want to look better, but I'm still going to love this body and enjoy it as much as I can. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we only have this one life. We have to be in a good place with ourselves to be able to give the best of ourselves to our kids, to our husbands, so yeah, we, we're just always a work in progress. That was the reason why I named this podcast a work in progress because there all the issues that I've been through in my life, um, I, I'm in a much better place, but everything takes time. Everything is a process. You have to go through all these different processes to understand and to see further, to um, be in a better place with yourself. So, yeah, like we're, we're just continuing to work on ourselves. I'm so glad that you came and you told us about yourself today. I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be a lot of people that can definitely relate to how you feel. And yeah. 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 And I think, you know, God's plans are like perfect. And I think he gave me a baby girl because 
he gave me a purpose and to the point where like I know I'm gonna make my my baby girl be confident and I'm not gonna give her the self-image issues that I had. Like I want her to be, you know, a positive like person. I want her to be confident and like how you say how you said have self-love, which is something I I still struggle with. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I know exactly what I don't want my daughter to be. Yeah. So you don't want to make mistakes that maybe your family made with your daughter and you're going to reinforce her, give her that validation. And one thing that is so important that I see in you and your husband, like your husband is so in love with her that I know she's not going to feel like she's lacking on anything. Like she's always going to have you guys to support. So I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure that Camila is going to be <laughs> like, she's going to be confident. She's going to be like the best. Like you can't mess with her. Not insecure like her mama. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I struggle with my insecurities too, you know. Um, but anyways, is, is there anything else that you wanted to share or... Um, I think uh, that's pretty much it for today. Okay, well, <laughs> we have lots of issues, but let's just stop right there. So, okay, guys, that was Jessica. She's like, I love my friend to death. She's so amazing, and I'm so glad that she's opened up to me on my podcast and that I have her in my life because her friendship means so much to me. Like, yeah, so... Mm -hmm. Anyways, we're coming to an end of this episode. I'm so happy that you guys are listening. I also wanted to let you guys know that um, the next episode I will be touching based on the um, molestation uh, issues that I have because I was molested as a child. And, um, and I just wanted to say thank you for your support and make sure that you are following my podcast Instagram page, which is work in progress podcast too um so thank you so much for listening and see you again soon thank you everyone bye, bye.